So we're going to talk about the Xbox um, Game Pass stuff. Uh, there's a lot of talk around the movie industry, which is starting to bleed into the video game industry, like to do with strikes. Uh, we'll touch upon that, and there's also been some rumors about some new PlayStation hardware. So we're gonna we're gonna sort of touch on that, I think. Yeah, and, and sort of maybe talk about our hopes and dreams with that, if there is any. Um, I, I know I've definitely got one one thing which I which I would like to see. Hey everyone and welcome to the Polygon Forest. I am indie developer Vin Hill and I am joined by the other indie developer Christopher Jarvis. Hello there. We're getting good at that, aren't we? Yeah, I think I think it's getting smoother. I think it's it might be it might be an okay intro at this point. Yeah, it's it's passable. It's cause... it's feeling like real now. We're just two indie game developers. Right, but that's that's a boring way to say it. So we've at least got like the break up a little bit. But uh, anyway, I digress. How's it going, sir? It's going okay. I've got a bit of a cold, so I apologise for my husky deeper voice ladies you're welcome uh, and fellas you're welcome as well you know sure uh, if, if that's what floats about go yeah. for it um so yes i might have to pause every now and again and just uh cough my lungs up uh i'll try to mute wherever possible how are you, how are you doing vin yeah i'm not too bad not too bad um been working on my game this weekend a little bit so it's been nice to just sort of zone out and do some pixel art for a little while uh but yeah, it's 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 going. It's chugging along, you know. It's it's weird making games look pretty and after you've sort of figured out mechanics wise. It is weird, isn't it? It is odd. It's just a very it's a very just like, okay, here's the path, just go that way. It's like, all right, sweet. You're not even really thinking about it after a while, you're just you're just doing it. So yeah, it's it's been nice though. Like I'm not having to think too critically about stuff because art is my jam, so I'm kind of like I'm, I'm quite used to doing that process, so it's nice to get back to my roots a little bit. Yeah, feels yeah, a bit it's gone well. familiar. That's good. Unfortunately, we can't show anything at the moment um, for a number of reasons, but also your rig is in a dire situation because you're in the UK and you're using. I'm on the a... road constantly. I'm on the road. It's yeah. just it's incredibly frustrating. Um, I'll be able to once eventually get back to the states. Wave my visa. It's currently uh, processed and it's been we're on month seventeen now. Um, of god knows ah. however long uh yeah i'm extremely frustrated with my living out of a suitcase situation and that comes with technical difficulties of being able to show stuff and that's why the podcast has sort of changed format over the past sort of six months purely because of that because i've not been able to get all the frames up properly and just oh, it's it's very annoying but we'll get there we'll get back to it um we've got a lot of stuff planned for the podcast in general anyway to sort of talk more about indie development as it is so once yeah. we get back to that situation then we'll be able to get back into flow things especially with sam as well um doing yeah. the uh, solo dev round table that'd be cool um to get like that up and running again we'll have to change it from the solo dev because yours is you're no longer solo so oh yeah i'm not a solo dev round table so it would just be, nah, just, it'd ah, just be i'm ruining it table. i'm ruining it you are ah. oh should i start something oh i don't know if i feel i don't know <laughs> We'll get around to it. We'll see. We'll get around to it. But that's yeah, not very good, day. is it? Like the solo roundtable, like one of the games is now not solo. The semi-solo roundtable. It hasn't got quite the same ring to Semi-round it. Semi-roundtable. You know? There we go. The semi-roundtable. <laughs> I think uh, I downloaded yeah. that the other day. Um... <laughs> what are we talking about, Steven? Yeah, so there's there's been quite a bit that's happened this week. Like, obviously, last week we spoke about the... Um the turmoil from the ftc and mm. like 
the CMA is probably ramping up. And just to give like a brief update on that, because we're not really going to be talking about that this week. Um, the CMA have postponed their hearings um, until further into the year now. Um, so like more delays, basically. So yeah, even though we thought the light was coming the end of the tunnel, it is still, it's just the UK has just moved the light a little bit further away just to be annoying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, but other stuff has happened this week. So we're going to talk about the Xbox um, Game Pass stuff. Uh, there's a lot of talk around the movie industry, which is starting to bleed into the video game industry, like to do with strikes. Uh, we'll touch upon that. And there's also been some rumors about some new PlayStation hardware. So we're going to, we're going to sort of touch on that, I think. Yeah. And, and sort of maybe talk about our hopes and dreams with that, if there is any. Um, I know I've definitely got one one thing which I which I would like to see, so we'll um, we'll we'll get into the meat and potatoes and that. But yeah, what do you want to what do you want to talk about first, man? We'll do um we'll do the the writers' strike. Uh, yeah, the, the WGA is it Writers Guild of America? Yeah, that's right. So yeah, the writers' strike thing that's a bit weird, right? Um, because a lot of a lot of people assume that this just do with the video games. It wasn't anything to do with the video games. In truth, it was everything to do with the movie industry. But it started to bleed in, and people have started to show their support from the video game side as well for very much the similar things which uh, the Writers Guild is currently uh, that they're striking for. about. Yeah, because there is yeah. no guild for video games. There's no, no. Uh, there's nothing like that. So there's no group of people. Um, however, they're starting to unionize. Yeah, they're starting, starting to unionize. But... But there are actors that we use, and they are in like actors guilds. So the mm-hmm. video games industry uses people that are part of guilds yep. and unions. Um, so it's something that the video games industry, I guess, have their toe dipped into because they work with like voice actors and performance captures yeah. actors. And although the right, they do hire writers. Are the writers in a guild or like a union? I have no idea. I hmm. don't believe so. If you're a video um, game writer in America, let us know if you're in a union. <laughs> but I believe and, uh, not. I believe you're not. I don't believe I would so. have heard you're because right. Alana Pierce, I know everything I know about writing, I know through Alana Pierce, and she would have said that she was in a, some sort of thing. Yeah, I've, no, yeah, I've known video game writers in the past as well from my time at Ubisoft, so and I don't I would think have mentioned they ever it, mentioned anything. They? Yeah. I don't think they ever mentioned anything about it guild because that obviously comes with unionization and like there's a lot of rules and regulations and they have to pay into it and the studios have to adhere to them yeah like we we probably would have heard about that so far but i think it, it is probably going to change over the next sort of 10 years or something i think well if these if these you know it might in some part depend on how these uh wga um writer strikes go because they might mm. get some deals which the video games industry might look at while well, the employees in the video game industry might look at and go well i want a slice of that cake let's 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 now is a good time to unionize depends what sort of good deal they get i think potentially yeah. could speed things up or slow things down depending on what the outcome is yeah but the the main headline this week has actually come from a uh, an actress that worked on uh, assassin's creed back in 2015 um the talented actress that worked on uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, known as Victoria Adkin. Um, she played uh, Evie Fry, I think it was, um, one of the main characters. But she's been raising a stink about it, and, just, and people have started jumping in with two feet to sort of uh, protest, not just about like pay and stuff like that. I think a lot of the writers' guilds um, in particular, the things that they're protesting for 
is the their concern around AI, and mm. there's been a lot of talk around that, and like, and, and voice actors are starting to wake up to the fact that you know we can use AI now instead of real people. Um, but has it really been sort of shown that that's really happening on a AAA level yet? No, I, I don't think it really exists yet. It's not really a problem that's happening today. But I think what they're protesting for is uh, the future proofing of that to stop happening. Um, but the the examples that are sort of getting thrown around this week are kind of a little bit silly, in my opinion. Like, I, I don't think we should be using these. Like, these should not be the catalyst. Yeah. Because a lot of people can argue against these very, very easily. Um, but, yeah, case in point is uh, Victoria Atkin. She, um, she sort of raised the point on Twitter that she... Um, her voice was being used by uh, Nexus mods groups. So basically gamers have come along and they're making a mod for Skyrim and they've decided to use... They, they've trained a model based on her voice that she did in Assassin's Creed Syndicate and used it in a couple of mods uh, on, on Skyrim. Um, I think they're not suitable for work mods either, so it's a bit it's probably a bit degrading because of that, which right. totally makes sense. But however, it's not really a... It's it's not really a fair comparison, just purely because it's not games companies doing this. Like nobody's yeah. making a profit. No one at Skyrim things. did that, right? But yeah, it's it's a funny one. Like she she raised it on Twitter and she said, uh, "Everyone, uh, every time someone plays uh, as Evie Fry at Ubisoft, it, it makes money. I have never received a dime from game residuals or any other games I've been a part of, yet the video games make more money than movies. Today is is doing what Evie Fry would do, stand in solidarity. And she uh, she's posted a picture of herself uh, saying she supports the WGA. Uh, so that was the thing that started it. And then she retweeted that and said, update on this, AI just stole my voice for this role. Um, so I'm not really sure what that's in reference to. If she's referring to the Nexus mods, then... Again, like gamers wouldn't have hired her like to do these not suitable for work characters. You know, like that's not yeah, that's not how mods work. Um, I don't know if it's just a misunderstanding because of that, or if it's if there's another sort of role that she might have missed out on because of AI and and the the full story hasn't come out yet. Yeah, um, but that's interesting yeah. though. So that raises the question: It's like um, no one wants their work stolen and then used in a way that you wouldn't be happy with so i understand that frustration like i wouldn't want anyone stealing my voice for anything like this podcast like hey there's lots of uh there's about 80 percent vin talking about 20 percent chris talking we can get some uh british people to talk about whatever the hell they want to talk about sure we wouldn't be happy with that would we I mean, it's different because it's not my day job, right? Like this is, this is just a hobby, and that sort of pertains. It'd to be the, even worse whole, than if it was our day the job. The mods thing, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah, I get it, but like I spoke about this briefly in the pre-show. It's just the whole idea that we're trying to compare apples to oranges a lot of the time when it comes. Like, even Victoria Atkins, she mentioned it in a tweet saying uh, the movie industry. Um, has residuals come from their movies but the video games industry doesn't even though it makes more money uh, while i agree with that it's it's kind of it's a little bit different between actors and voice actors for one and secondly like the video games industry is just it's a very different beast to movies like uh, nobody gets residuals in the in the games industry like, no. and people that work a lot longer and a lot harder on 
certain aspects of the game. Like a voice actor can come in and they do hard work, don't get me wrong. But a voice actor comes in versus like a developer that's been on the game like the entire time for from years. day one. Yeah. Crunching, working over hours, all this sort of stuff. They get a bonus at the end, but they don't get residuals. It's 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 very much the same for them folks too. Um but like if the argument is everyone should get residuals, then sure. Like that's but that's that's a debate for unionization. That's not mm. that's not really anything to do with, you know, the the games industry per se. Like it's until people unionize and that is very much up to them. It's a it's a democratized system. Yeah. Um they can get together and unionize if they wish. It's not like the the big evil video games industry has come along and and, and block them from doing this you know like that's not that's not the thing yeah. that's happened yeah so yeah it, it's tough like it, it's 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 again it's just a lot of people comparing the games industry to the movie industry and sort of trying to uh make mountains out of anthills a lot of the time as well it's it's I, i'd much prefer us to have a proper conversation about this and be like okay where where is this going you know sort of thing in five years time mm. when AAA studios are starting to use ai voices and stuff mm. Well, a will that even happen? And B, if it does, like, what are the safeguards sort of stop that? Yeah. Well, I mean, you you were in the AAA space, so you worked in the you know you worked in the industry for a good chunk of time, both in uh, mm. America and and uh, Japan. What, uh, if you were in the, in charge of these talks and whatever you asked for happened, mm. what would you ask for? Would you want to unionize? No, or should I say, I do you think unionization is a good idea? Yeah, this is a hard question because it really it depends on the company. It depends on the studio. It depends where you are in the world. Like if I was in Japan, I would want to unionize tomorrow, without a doubt, because the work conditions there are just completely different to the West, right? Like the, everyone overworks. Like the, Japan's got the highest suicide rate in the world for a good reason. Um, societary problems like sexist um it's it's there's a lot of issues over there that could be fixed by union um stuff but in the west it's very hit and miss like some studios really look after their developers and, and treat them really well like they overpay them sometimes so you know there's there's really good work environments out there that sort of allow people to sort of flourish and, and able to grow in their systems and stuff whereas a union like it does have its downsides as well. Like we have to pay them and like we have to adhere to them and people that might not agree with the union's decision and stuff, they have to sort of go along with stuff as well. Uh, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff around it, which it's, it's very hit and miss, but ultimately my, my opinion is it should be up to each individual team, every individual developer. And if they choose as a collective to become a union, uh, to unionize then they absolutely should. They, and they should be able to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm just out of it, so I don't really have an opinion because all I, the only people I really know in the industry have never. The only people I know in the industry have never beat that drum. If you know, if you like, if you like. So mm. that's the only information I have. So I've never asked. The, I've never had a com- we've never had a conversation about it. Well, we have. No, yeah. we have. We have in the past. Um, and you've kind of said something similar to that. So I kind of knew the answer before you were gonna answer it. Um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, <laughs> it's. The, the problem which I have with the unionization debate, honestly, is that the biggest voices for it are the people that have nothing to do with it. That's my biggest problem. Well, like actors. Actors and video games journalists. Like, the, those are the two biggest advocates for, for union right now. And it's kind of like, you guys really aren't in the pits constantly. Like, like voice actors, like, yeah, they, they do have... They would qualify, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But 
games journalists in general like when jason trier like constantly bangs his drum about this it's like dude like you're, you're not in this pit with us like you should probably find out like from individual people and it's different like this whole argument yeah. that the whole industry that should everyone unionize. would be better with the unionization no that's, that's like, not no. that's not how it sort of works and it very much <clears throat> depends on the country the the studio the team everything and even down like to individual companies i don't even think that's granular enough mm. i think it should be down to individual teams or studios sorry mm. so like ubisoft have like 50 studios worldwide in multiple like vast amount of countries is like from you know from england to america to canada to japan to the philippines to india like how do you sort of segregate that out and unionize to the point that everyone is sort of happy yeah and everyone's able to sort of work within their own jurisdictions and their own countries and and adheres to governmental laws as well which yeah are different in every single country they're gonna be totally it's, different all the laws about working. it's really hard it's really hard to sort of get that to really figure out but if we're talking about just unionizing in uh just north america then sure if, if the developers deem it so and the majority of them do do that then it, it's very much up to them i believe like it's it shouldn't be anyone else's choice cool and um yeah in terms of the wga those though you know the reasons why they're striking hmm. those reasons if you're reading the news it's because of streaming services coming along over the last sort of um, decade uh and so the one half is the streaming services coming along and the executives are making loads of money off of reselling old shows to streaming services and the actors that signed contracts they were like contracts for commercial terrestrial television programs uh mm. television channels sorry showing the shows and not streaming platforms and so it's like bad faith if you like um that they're not getting residuals based on those reselling of the of the shows but the other half yeah. of it is the ai so the other half is that they don't want their their the work that they did on a show to then be used with ai to create more content so like make a cartoon version of friends like using the algorithm of you know friends voices from all those seasons you could easily do that and make a cartoon of friends without paying the actors a, you know a penny if you wanted to be in you know an ass about it yeah. so i i understand their concerns and i i that, that you know we should definitely be having the conversation and i think now's a good time to be having that conversation because yeah. because they're not getting paid all those money all that money and and you know netflix and amazon and all the others are raking in the cash um yeah oh i think um the uh, the issue which i've really got with the whole ai voicing there's there's two sort of lanes to this which is the first lane is there's just people that are generally worried about losing work to ai voices not necessarily an ai voice that's been replicated from them but just losing work in general which is fair enough like it, it's it's understandable to be sort of annoyed and concerned about that but at the same time it's sort of like this is how the industry goes like i'm a concept artist like i'm probably losing work to mid-journey right now right like that's and there's a lot of people that are in the industry that are also in that position you're a game so, director you're a director though you know i am now yeah artist. but i mean there's a lot of people that i know that are sort of they yeah. might be losing work over this and so there's that lane and then the second lane is the <laughs> excuse oh, bless me you. So the second lane is uh, people that are concerned about their own voice getting used. And 
I don't really know if that's a genuine thing yet because likeness laws already exist for people's appearance. I don't know if that's also going to transfer it, over to it's voices the same yet. For the voices. Yeah, that'd yeah. be interesting. Well, it'll get tested in court eventually. I exactly. Think. And I think it needs to be tested in court for that to be sort of ruled out. So, yeah, there's that. Yeah, so likeness might already exist. Like if you haven't given permission for your likeness to be used, does that count for your voice? I guess it probably would do. Especially yeah. if it's like, especially if it's a celebrity and the person's making money based on it being a celebrity's voice. Yeah, I would say that that needs to be protected. Yeah, and it's it's tough because like the, the first case which I was talking about, which is like people just losing work to AI, it's an unfortunate situation. It's just, it's bound to happen now. Um, it's not. But the industry's growing quick, like at a quick enough rate that people aren't going to be like, you know, without a job. There's opportunities everywhere. The industry's still growing yeah. and so for the yeah, most there's... part it's just tool like the tool belt is getting bigger for smaller smaller uh, studios to grow uh, uh, you know to compete with the big boys I yeah think. i mean even if you go back 15 20 years like games didn't really have voice acting so it's a relatively new sort of thing like we've really only just started getting our stride where we've been hiring people consistently that are again well known like folks like you know um troy baker and stuff right like people that are sort of finding their way and really like trend setting like how um voice acting is done in the industry but it's it's very much still voice based it's not like a visual appearance based so that's why the movie industry and the games industry in my opinion differ quite a bit it's because troy baker is in a lot of games but if i if i saw troy baker in shadow of mordor right he speaks of a british accent and he doesn't look anything like the character I genuinely, I, I would have no idea that it was him. Yeah. He's a very talented... Well, Joel, he looks nothing like Joel from The Last of Us. Exactly. Same thing. And doesn't talk like that either, right? No. So, it's likeness is, it's a very different thing to play with when we're talking about the games industry. Like, there are games, obviously, with Troy Baker in that he does look like his... Yeah. His it was a Call of Duty where he did. Yeah, he did a Call of Duty. He was in a Death Stranding as well. Oh, very yeah. much like that character as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's... They're, they're the edge cases, though, for the most part. We're talking about voices, and I think that still settles under um, likeness laws. But we'll see. It, it's it's like you mentioned. like It does need to be tested in court for that to sort of um, be sort of finalized, and hopefully it does happen sooner rather than later. So like this, the the issues which they, the, the strikers have sort of got can sort of feel a little bit better about that side of it, at least. But if they're just concerned about losing weight to AI it's join the party <laughs> you know what i mean everyone everyone is going through that right now and i don't think any regulation is really going to be able to stop that yeah yeah we will see we'll see um yeah i haven't got anything else to say about that topic let's know in the comments uh if you have any insight that we've not talked about or what your opinions are if they differ from ours um that would be good yeah what do you want to talk about next so. PS5 getting new hardware. Sure. Why not? Potentially getting new hardware. Potentially. Anyway. It's a rumor. And we don't usually talk about rumors, but you know It's a fun one though. The PS5 has been out for a while now, hasn't it? So it's actually due. It's, is it a bit yeah, cuz what a, a console life cycle is usually 7 or 8 years. Yeah. And but then... we have got like these mid um mid sort of tier consoles coming out every year like the the playstation 4 had a playstation 4 pro the xbox had the um the slim it? line was it no it was project scorpio i can't remember what it was just like xbox one x i think it was right. yeah that was it 
yes that's what i've got xbox i had xbox one x yeah yeah and we're due to where so we're coming up onto that mid um midpoint on these generations already which it's kind of weird because it doesn't really feel like we're halfway through yet it doesn't even really feel like these consoles have properly gotten started i think this is like the first year where it really feels like the actual games have come out for the consoles yeah like every every other game that we've had in the past sort of three years has also been on playstation 4 and has also been on xbox one and looked like... pretty similar and looked pretty good yeah without a doubt yeah and they look great but at the same time that like they they could be 20 times better if we're just so sort of, we're clinging on to that you know that that base of 100 million users uh, for each console yeah um, from the previous generation which has good and bad points but yeah now 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 rumors are flying around about the playstation 5 pro so the details have apparently leaked quote unquote leaked um so the playstation 5 pro is targeting a q4 24 release according to insider gamer uh, playstation 5 pro is set to release in november 2024 which makes uh, more than a year from now, the PlayStation 4 Pro came out three years after its base model, and it seems that so- Sony has taken the sweet time with this one. In addition, several um, specifications of the Pro consoles have also emerged. Uh, for one, for one, the console is being called Project Trinity, which sort of is in line with PlayStation's uh, current code words at the minute. Okay. Um, they they tend to name their consoles after Matrix characters for some weird, oh, weird okay. reason. So there was the PlayStation Neo, um, which was the PlayStation 4, I think it was. No, PlayStation 4 Pro was Neo. Ah. Uh, PlayStation Morpheus was the uh, VR headset. Ah. And then PlayStation Trinity is the PlayStation 5 Pro. That's um, cool. I like that. It's believed. So it's it's a nice little touch to the to the rumor. Quote, quote, it is made up then. Well played. That's that's a nice little a nice little touch if if you are making this stuff up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so as we saw from the PlayStation 4 Pro, the PlayStation 5 focuses largely on improving the console's power. Improved FPS uh, is is set as the number one priority for a more stable performance at 4K, along with an accelerated ray tracing. 8K gaming is another focus for the PlayStation 5 Pro. Yeah, um, that's kind of bananas. Uh, the leaker has also claimed that the PlayStation 5 Pro would be Sony's last major hardware before the PlayStation 6. Does that mean that the rumored PlayStation Slim comes before the Pro, or does it not come at all? That cannot be said right now. Oh, right. So is that so? Does this mean that it's not a Slim? Does this mean it's going to be as beefy as the as the as the PS Five? This is my concern, right? So, like, if you look at the PlayStation Four sort of life cycle, there was PlayStation Four, and then there's PlayStation Four Slim, and then the PlayStation Four Pro came. Yeah, out. and the Pro was so, the same sort of size as the as the. And they they did come out like Four. sort of within a year of each other, pretty yeah. much. It was, and but it's but still yeah. it's still like a quarter of the size of the Xbox One. It's yeah, the, still not big. But the PS Five is a big, chunky, big old beast. It's 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 a it's a chunky boy. It's a bit too much of a chunky boy. That's the problem which I've got. So if you look at the base PS Four, we're talking about not the PS Five, like the current generation. If we're taking sort of precedent by what it is, look at the PlayStation 4, the size of that, and then the PlayStation Slim didn't really change the form factor too much, like in terms of volume. It just it smoothed out the corners, made it look a bit smoother. But the PlayStation Pro was like it got really chunky compared to the the PS4. Like it mm. added a whole another layer onto it. It was a little bit bigger. Okay, you know, like it was it was quite a bit 
chunkier. The problem which I've got is like if they follow that same sort of system for they can't the get bigger 5, than the PS5. Can't get bigger. That's, the that's my worry, right? They're at the max. I, I made I made a joke about it on Twitter, and I said like if the PlayStation Five Pro is is bigger than the um bigger than the PlayStation Five, then I'm not getting it until I got my forklift license because I'll need it to be able to get it into my house. Um, but a standby, and that might be like, true. It's, <laughs> it's it's just the PS Five is too big at this point. Like I'll I'll give you a good sort of reference point. Um, when I was when I was between moving and I came to the UK. I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring my Switch because like that, throw that in my bag. That's not a problem. And I also want to bring one of the next gen consoles just purely because it'd be it'll be a pain not to be able to play a next gen console for like the next or current gen console. Seventeen months. Yeah, that that would suck. So I was like, okay, so I sized them up and I was like, yeah, the <laughs> the Xbox. Series X is coming with me. There's, yeah. there's just no like real option here. Um, yeah, the the PS5 is a big old boy. So I'm, I'm and it's an awkward shape as well. I. I And this is the thing. Most people have got square boxes to put their console in. And you've got something that, yeah, fine, it's beautiful. It looks great. It's got curves, yada, yada, yada. It's a showpiece. It only looks good if you show it off and you've got space to show it off. And and I guess in America there's more space. But in the UK, we're living cramped, tiny little holes in the ground. (laughs) And space is a premium. And and we all, you know, I way prefer the look of my Xbox because it just looks like a it just looks like a flat panel i have no idea it doesn't show how deep it is yeah and that's perfect for a regular normal everyday you know um thing that you put your telly on that has your little consoles yeah it's just really silly it's really silly although you know i get it that like their big market is japan and america but that's the thing like japan has got even less space in the uk oh yeah that's the thing that doesn't make any sense to me yeah Oh, I, I don't know. Japan, Japan is probably desperately waiting for a PlayStation Five Slim. Yeah, like desperately, they're just like, please, we need this. Yeah, you know, like they're really they they need one because they have no. They can't get out the door. They've got to move around it. They've got to yeah. around it to exactly. get out. So yeah, I'm sure they're they're really excited about PlayStation Five Slim, but like for a pro to come out of the back of that, I'm not I'm not too sure. Like that's. I want a Slim. I yeah. I would, well, I, you don't. You don't have a PlayStation. I don't have a PlayStation Five. Yet, right? 5 like yet, you're, no. you're the perfect sort of customer. So, like that being the case, this I is, want this slim. Is a good sort. If if you were given the option between the PlayStation Five Pro and the PlayStation Five Slim, what would you pick up? If with the knowing that the extra power is in the Pro. If if there's the Pro and it's got 8K ray tracing, and I've only got a 4K telly, so 8K is lost on me. It's lost on most people. Hmm. If it runs. 60 fps at 4k i'll be laughing all the way home you know mm. i'll be like yep let's do it and if it's slim then i'm like yes that's exactly the only thing that i was like had on my wish list for the for the xbox but um but saying that i'm ha- totally happy with how the xbox looks and runs and plays like I really yeah. can't, you know, I really can't tell the difference between 30 FPS and 60 FPS. I care, I care way more about choppy, choppiness. Like, I would prefer there to be no dip. So 30K running without any dips is more important to me than higher than 30. Yeah, I tend to... I go back and forth. It really depends on the game. Um, 
Like if it's a first person shooter or something, like if it just feels ten times better when it's in sixty FPS. Yeah, I suppose. But you're right. Like when it's an action adventure game, though, specifically like something like God of War or yeah, you know, Horizon or something like that. If that's a lock thirty, I'm I'm gold. But the second yeah. it goes to twenty nine, I'm like. Mm. You can tell. You're like you, you can feel it though. Yeah, like, yeah, you can actually feel that. Or but, playing Legends of Zelda, like Zelda, uh, Breath of the Wild. It's just like, what the hell is this? Adjustment. Yeah, yeah. What the heck is this? Yeah. And, yeah, and I and I've definitely hit that point with uh, Tears of the Kingdom, like hitting certain towns, and it's like, okay, cool. In this town, it's 19 FPS, and you will deal with it. And it's probably gonna win the game of the year. And it's like, okay, cool, sweet. Like this is the world we live in, guys. Yeah. Um, don't don't ever complain about this again. Yeah. You know, you're not allowed so, to complain about games ever again because 19 FPS wins. Yeah, awards. So yeah. shut your mouth. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's, a, it's a funny old business though but yeah i mean ultimately though like this whole news of the pro it's, it just feels early i know it's not it, i know we're technically it like it's even even if it is 24 i still think like, like we just Christmas. have not had enough games to really warrant this year like it's been a handful absolute handful i can't even like I, ratchet and clank final 16 Returnal, which Spider-Man. that that could have been on PlayStation Four. Returnal could have. Uh, uh, Spider Man Two, which isn't out yet. It's not so out yet, like but the, we're gonna get it. God of War was on PS Four. Oh, it was okay. Just what I'm talking about. Like, there's so many of them that are just like on PS Four as well. It's like where of course what it was, experiences I can it I get? <laughs> yeah, what experiences can I get that I can only get on the PlayStation Five? Right. PlayStation Four, not the Series X. Horizon was on PS Four as well, wasn't it? Horizon Forbidden yeah. West. And there's so few of them. And it looked beautiful on, P- on my PS4 Pro. Look absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Because they're designed for them systems. That's the thing. Like yeah. A lot of gamers don't realize. It's not like they're downgrading these games to put them on other things. It's like, no, they're, they're designing for the lowest denominator and then they scale up. They scale up. Always. Yeah. Like they, every single, without a doubt, like when you work in the AAA space in particular, like every single game that you designed up until about a year ago was for the Xbox Series X, yeah. uh, Series S because xbox one s sorry because that was the lowest denominator like right that, like baseline xbox one was the that was the lowest one that you had to right. sort of design for and then you just scale up all the textures or whatever or you ramp up the frame rate or like you put ray tracing on to sort of accommodate all the others but that's that's what you design for is that lowest one yeah um you don't you don't design for the PlayStation Five and then scale down like that's not that's not how it works. Yeah. So like it's hot in my opinion. Genuinely, I think it's holding back the industry a little bit. It needs to. We need to move on. What do you think well, about this uh, 8K ray tracing? Fat, too soon. Ju- uh, just a marketing gimmick. Do you know anyone that's got an 8K TV? Nope. I don't either. And I don't think it's I don't think anyone's in any rush because place it, like when it comes to 4K TVs they're still quite expensive a lot yeah. of the time. Um, I think we're getting to the point where they're like they're kind of like the baseline now. But my LG um, OLED 4K TV is like 60, 60 inches. I I cannot see a pixel in that thing. Mm. Right. So to really to get the experience of 8k you would need a tv that's like over 100 inches for one sure right? yeah yeah and then past that you would have to get right up to it to be able to see individual pixels um yeah which the difference between that and then if you scale it down to a 60 um and if you if you got a 60 inch uh, 8k tv and a 60 inch 4k tv you wouldn't, you be, wouldn't able be able to, to tell notice. yeah you, you really couldn't like that's that's the problem with it right now 
Um, and I don't, I don't think they're gonna have a hard time selling 8K TVs um, unless Sony have got like an 8K TV in, in development, and this is what they're sort of pushing to, you know, get that out the door. But yeah, I, I, other than that, no, I, I think it's way too soon for the 8K wars. <laughs> yeah, it's too. I think we might have. I think we might have ended it. I think we we've got more things that you could actually see uh, difference in, like um, contrast and frame rate and fidelity and you know, ultra high definition range, you know, all the, you know, getting all the colors in. I think that's, yeah. that's where the frontier lies. That's where I more, I care more about that. Um, I tend to agree. I, I mean, I don't, I really, I really genuinely believe that the, the resolution wars are coming to an end. Like hmm. I don't really see how much better this can get. Um, like the, the upgrade from 1080p to 4k at certain sizes. Absolutely. Like you can see the difference, but I've seen 8k TVs. I, I genuinely cannot tell the difference. I've seen like the wipe overs, like this is 4K and this is, and generally they don't even do that in the stores. Like if you go to a store and you see an 8K um, TV, it's put the brightness. They always it's do, put the brightness up and then put the other brightnesses down. No, oh. no, they're even more devious than that. They'll they'll show a 1080P image and then go to 8K. So they won't even show 4K to 8K because they know, like it's 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 way too similar. You're just looking at this thing like. Yeah, yeah. Kind of and... yeah. selling me on a 4K right now, right? Yeah, and <laughs> then you saying and this then is as good as an 8K. In, yeah, then you plug in a, a, a PS5 Pro into it, right, in, in two years' time, and it's like, okay, cool. Like, you can play 8K games now. It's like, sweet, cool. Kind of looks similar, but fine. Yeah, if it's and how many 8K sharper, games fine. are there? None. Right, and the ones that are on 8K, are oh, they run about like 29 FPS, maybe. <laughs> like, you're lucky, no ray tracing, lowest settings. Yeah. You know, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. It's kind of like, that's that's not a sour point to me. I don't, I don't think that's... If, if this rumor does to be turn out to be true and they are sort of pushing the 8K sort of resolution. Yeah. Like, I, I get it. Like, in terms of metrics for marketing and stuff, like, that, like, oh, it's just 8K, it only does 4. You know, like, I get it. Sure, whatever. Like, but nobody... In reality, I don't think anybody cares. Because I think, I think, yeah. I think most people have only just recently upgraded to a 4K TV at all. Yeah, and they won't be and wanting to go 8K told, anytime soon. Now they've been told, like, oh, 8K's around the car. It's like, yeah, I'm sticking with this one for a while. It cost yeah. me two grand. I'm good. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm keeping my TV as long as possible. Yeah, because, like, for me, personally, like, the difference between a 4K TV and a 4K OLED TV, like, the, the difference is vast on that. Mm. Like that's that makes way more of a difference in my opinion. Mm. Like seeing an OLED TV is just with dynamic range. It's just that is way more impressive to me than more pixels. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So now that I've gotten that, it's kind of like yeah. Just I really don't see the the need to upgrade this to 8K yet. Yep. Agreed. Uh, uh, like to sort of close this out though. Like, is there anything in this listing that you're sort of looking at and being like, okay, cool. Or are you just like, eh, wait until see? Uh, I guess it comes down to the games. I guess it would be the, the biggest, for me, because I've got the Xbox, that's dealing with 99% of my, you know, AAA hmm. needs. And it would have to be, and playing, you know, Breath of the Wild on the PS4 Pro was great. So the only thing that would do it for me is if the game started to be like, uh, we're not we're not doing PS4 games anymore, right? Because they've impressed me too much with the PS4 Pro Breath of the Wild. It's like I know what they can do on that on that machine, and it's like, you know, and and the fact that I'm going from that to an Xbox, and you know, playing an Xbox game and then a PlayStation Four game, 
and my Xbox Series X. It's just like yeah, they're, they're too similar. They're just too similar. I think ultimately, like for me, what you've tapped into really is where my opinion lies as well. It's like yeah, you can give developers all the power in the world, but they're still tied to that base. Yeah, that baseline console anyway. So it's kind of it's diminishing returns after a while for me. Um, yeah, like and yeah, it's, it's too much it's money. Nice to get, yeah, it's nice to squeeze like a couple of FPS out of it and stuff, and, and maybe some games will run at sixty with full ray tracing at four K and stuff. Like that's that's cool and stuff. Like that might be worth it alone, but yeah, ray tracing might that, might be the thing that makes think, things yeah. look much better. Who knows? Because they, they try to use that as a marketing push in the what you call it in the like the, the beginning of this generation with the PlayStation Five and the Series X. Like this one's got ray tracing, and then the consoles come out and it's like no games have got ray tracing because every game runs at 20 fps with ray tracing on yeah and it's an, it's an awful experience so like it'll be interesting to see them like pull that dead horse out of the closet you know and try and, like, no it really has ray it tracing. Yeah. no it's seriously it's got ray tracing <clears throat> this time it's like yeah sure you said that last time at 25 fps <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see yeah but, yeah this this sounds legit to me though honestly like, yeah it's there's really time. no reason why this when you look at the there's really dates. no reason why this wouldn't yeah. yeah. Um, and then that makes you think uh, we're going to hear something from Xbox as well. In like, yeah. The only thing they the only thing they could do would be make it smaller, like like a compact version. That'd be really impressive. Yeah, I don't even know if they would need to honestly, because the Series X, it's like you said, it's very well designed. Yeah, that. like it's it's inconspicuous, so it doesn't yeah. really need a slim version that much. Like if they were to do mid-tier generation it would be like the answer to the ps4 pro i think and that would be hmm. that would be like the i don't even know what that would be called the series ss god knows um yes <laughs> naming conventions are awful for xbox to be they, are like they're, they are notoriously awful um hopefully phil spencer sorts out that one day i'll just like just put out another console quickly so then you can call it the xbox six at the same time that the playstation 6 comes out yeah yeah. yeah, that's what they should do. Just have a cardboard box, call it the five, and then you can just be on the track with PlayStation. Genuinely, I think the next Xbox is just going to be called the Xbox. <sighs> that's my bet. I hate that. And I think you're right. Just, they're going to rebrand it. They're going to just call it the Xbox. <coughs> We're starting and I think scratch. PlayStation. PlayStation probably want to do the same as well. Because they want to get to the point where they're removing the need for the box, but PlayStation oh. aren't quite there yet, I don't think. Um, I see what you mean. So there will be a PlayStation 6, but I think Xbox is just going to be Xbox 2027 or something. And then the, the Xbox after that will be the Xbox 32. or You know, it'll be by the year by that point, I think. Ugh. It'd just be the easier thing to do. Because they do it with iPhones and stuff, right? Um, everything's just like in line, like PlayStation. It's just the iPhone 1, the iPhone 2, 3, 4, 5, and they're up to 14 now or something. Yeah. Um, but then you look at the games like fifa and stuff like yeah because you can't call it fifa 26 when it's the year 23 or something it doesn't make any sense so they have to you know they have to go by the year and i think it's going to get to that point in the consoles where people just can't get switched to the year yeah 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 could do who knows who knows knows? but i think honestly i think the next console announcement though is probably going to be nintendo i think their consoles get announced for the end of the year i hope i hope so same I but think Nintendo are in dying. Knowing, knowing Nintendo though, it won't be it, it won't be less powerful. <laughs> well, it would be it won't be as powerful as people expect. 
and you won't be able to play uh, uh you won't be able to play switch games on it uh, you know so you have to buy all your uh, games all over again i don't think they'd be that stupid i mean nintendo can be quite pig-headed but i don't think they'll be that stupid this time i think they're gonna go the route of like the ds where it's backwards compatible um hopefully there's too much of a, a base for that they just cannot ignore the um the user base of the of the switch there's just there's too damn many of them it's huge you know yeah it's massive yeah it's like 120 million gamers just like peace we're moving on to the next thing you know like, like yeah but what? where to like to what though to what right exactly nothing yeah and a new cartridge design just to just to annoy people um but yeah funny old business we'll see yeah anyway uh so xbox live xbox gold sorry live gold xbox live gold why have I written Live Gold? <laughs> Xbox Literally Gold. Rest in peace. Xbox, yep. It is Xbox Live Gold. Yeah. Uh, yeah, rest in peace. September, it's ending. Yeah, dead, gone, forever. It was it was funny seeing the uh, headlines of this because everyone was like being very ap- apocalyptic about it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, they're, they're getting rid of Xbox Live Gold. I can't believe this. Like, it's been around forever. Like, IGN did, did a, an article on it, which is such a reach. But they were saying, oh, like, it makes me sad because I have to say goodbye to some really nice gamer memories and stuff. And they were talking about, like, the, the dawn of Xbox Live Gold. It's, like, it's not going away, guys. They just rebranded they it. They just rebranded it and made it better. Yeah. So if you have missed it, uh, Xbox have officially announced the demise, quote unquote, of uh, Game Pass. Uh, sorry, uh, Xbox Live Gold. And they're renaming it to Game Pass Core. Everything is pretty much the same. Yeah. So you get to play online multiplayer. Uh, there's the uh, member deals and discounts up to 50% on select games that's still the same thing uh, play select fully featured games with uh, free to play days or something I could, I've never even heard of that feature I but think yeah sometimes they go hey play this game for free you're welcome yeah yeah. so that's that's carrying over the price staying the exact same for the Americans out there it's staying at 11.99 across the board the only thing that's different is that the game's library is changing up a little bit as it currently stands Xbox Live Gold um, introduces two new games every month uh, into a system, which if you think about it and really take a step back, it's a very silly system, just purely because Xbox Game Pass is there and they have to do a similar thing. So they're basically introducing mm. these things into these catalogs um, and separately. swapping them out. And yeah. yeah. And sometimes they're in Game Pass, but then they're not in Gold and vice versa. And generally, like the games that come with Xbox Live Gold are I'm just gonna say they're kind of bad. Like, the, there's never a good game on that thing. Like, the, it's all the good games are on Game Pass, so there's really no reason why. Yeah, you would sort of vouch into that. But what they have done uh, with the new system for Game Pass Core, they've removed uh, you getting two new games every month, and they've changed it so you get 25 uh, classic, what they call high quality games. Um, so there's there's a good sort of chunk of. Um, yeah stuff there to play if you just if you just jump into it and because it's xbox saying it i kind of believe them if it was if it was uh playstation saying it catalog of over 25 high quality games i'd be like yeah are they though but it's xbox (laughs) they got game pass and it's like yeah they probably will be yeah so the there is they've already got a list out oh yeah so they've got they've got the full unlocked version of among us uh they got dishonored 2 doom eternal uh, Elder Scrolls Online, uh, Fable, uh, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, 
uh, Forza Horizon 4, the, the latest one, Gears 5, uh, Halo 5, uh, yeah. Hellblade, yeah. Inside, uh, Psychonauts 2. Just so, yeah, and the list goes on. Loads so, of these are already on Game Pass anyway, so yeah, it's fair enough. If not all of them, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which makes sense because it's a tiered list now, right? So if it's a part of Game Pass, then all they're really doing is just unlocking these things. So yeah. it's, it's like the smallest amount of Game Pass that you can possibly get. <clears throat> that is a really is, good catalog. Like, there's not nothing bad. on there that I would say that's not a high quality game. Yeah, and if you if you if you bought an Xbox Day One, if you've been a PlayStation gamer and you bought an Xbox and you signed up for Xbox um, Game Pass Core or whatever the hell it's called instead of Game Pass, I don't know why it would, but there it is. Um, like, this is a pretty good introduction to Xbox's sort of library. So, and they'll probably add to this as well. That's the thing. Like, it's probably going to grow. Um, so this 25 will probably have its own sort of rotating seats that mm. come and go and they'll add and remove stuff as they need it really depends how popular it gets and if people just uh, really i think what it's there to do is they're trying to incentivize the ladder approach which a lot of people do um across technology companies like if you look at apple they always have a few tiers of products and they always sort of coax you into like go into the next one up it's like well if i get this one then i'll be able to you know get a bit more ram and i'll be able to do more but then if i go to that then it's like, oh, i'm only hundred dollars off going to that one so then mm. i'll climb up to the next one so it sort of incentivizes you to to creep up the ladder yeah and while xbox live gold was a separate system to the whole game pass sort of ecosystem that was never a possibility because you had to jump to a whole new system. Hmm. Whereas now it's kind of like, hey, do you want to sign up to Xbox Live Ultimate? Because you get all this stuff as well. What hmm. about all these games? Look at this. Like you got, you've only got twenty five over there. Yeah. You know, so you're starting to look at these things and you're like, <clears throat> oh, maybe I should just like pay that extra couple of bucks a month. So it it totally makes sense. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, and it's clever and it's 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 good for gamers and it's good for them. It's, yep, it's a good way of doing it. There's literally two games that I've not heard of and doesn't look great. Well, I've heard of State of Decay 2, but it's not been on my radar. And then there's whole Human Full Flat Copper World. Never heard of yeah, that. I've never heard of that. Looks never great. Heard of Looks, that. The cover art doesn't look, doesn't look, you know, good. Yeah, hire a new key artist, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad. But yeah, that um, that comes out on September 14th, 2023. Um, I'll probably make a, a nice ease. And you'll probably, if you're, if you're an Xbox Live um gold subscriber then you'll probably um be plastered with emails and um you'll see on the dashboard every day until that date comes about anyway so you'll get all the nice juicy information but either way not too much to change it yeah it's like you get 25 instead of two different ones a month Mm -hmm. that's good news that's a good news story why did the press not go with the good news story because they like doing the negative spin you know they i mean they Again, it was there was a lot of apocalyptic headlines um, mm. surrounding this. Yeah, like, like, I remember playing like, this when I was a kid, and now it's not existing anymore. My childhood. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, what the headline should have been is that Xbox Live Gold is changing to Xbox Pass, uh, Xbox Game Pass Core. Like yeah. that should have been the headline. Very easy, straightforward. It's like, okay, I get it. Right, mm. they're making a transition. Like, what the difference is? And sweeten the deal. They're giving you this. Right. Yeah. Instead, all the headlines were xbox are killing xbox live gold that that was the headline and it's like oh come on guys yeah. like, you gotta you we've got we've got to be better than this <laughs> you really we've we've just gotta be it just it drives me insane but 
yeah, my my forever woes with their games industry journalists. They've rebranded it and upgraded it, is what they've done. Yeah, it's 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 a rebrand. That's it. That's the chill they've done, and they've added a bunch of games for you. Good games this time. Good games, like crappy ones that you get on Xbox Live Gold. Because I don't think I've ever played a game off that service ever, and you get it with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Did you play Grounded no. in the end? No. No. I've heard it's pretty decent. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Bit but speaking time, of so. playing games, um, what have you been playing? I guess like that's this is as good a time as any. We've yeah. Got a, we've got we've got ten couple, minutes. 10 minutes. Uh, Jedi uh, Survivor. I've Ooh, been playing that. How, how is that? I haven't played it yet. It is. Uh, it's, it's, it's surpassed my expectations. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's so good. There are a few tiny little little things creeping in that annoy me a bit, just a bit with logic, but the yeah. story's good enough to keep me wanting to play. But it just looks absolutely st- stunning. It's silky smooth. Got loads of loads of different um, options. Do you remember we talked and I was like, they've they've got a cross guard on the lightsaber. Oh yeah, and like I didn't Kylo like Ren that. Sort yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, and I was like. They're just cashing in on the new Disney thing, and like they're just putting everything in just to get, uh, just to get the people to buy it. Yeah. Over like the the Fallen Order, the last. Let me game. guess. You like it now? Is is that is that what yeah, we're getting at? I do. Okay. <laughs> specifically because the writers fit it into the into the game in a really clever uh, way, and yeah. it and 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 I loved it. So I've I've been playing it for a few hours and um, I've done that thing where I just start exploring and just go around about and just see what the heck is about and but it's not in like a oh I'm supposed to save the world but I want to go and play this little tiny little mini game hmm. like the story and what the protagonist Cal is going through kind of makes sense and even the aliens that are saying hey we made a really cool little game here it's like I feel like cal in like oh, i should go and do this thing but my character doesn't really want to go and do this thing i actually do want to play this video game because yeah i i brought them here to my bar or my friend's bar and therefore i'm gonna help them have fun by playing the game and like that will help them and that'll help my friend and so it it's 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 ticking off it's addressing some of the problems that metroidvania games have and triple yeah. a games where They've got lots of little extra things to do, and the whole reason that the the character would do them doesn't make sense. So okay. I'm having a great time. So it's really clever, and I like Metro. I, I properly am into Metroidvania games now. Like because before that was the only thing. I was like, yeah, I like it, but it's a bit too Metroidvania. But now I'm like, yes, you could do a Metroidvania game that is like this, and <clears throat> you learn things, powers in a certain way to help you move throughout the world and it actually makes sense it's like it is doable it is possible so yep it's really really yeah. good i think my um the next game i want to make after long gone is a metroid venue like i've been i've been yeah. thinking about it a lot um but yeah i want to i want to do something like an akin to like blasphemous and stuff like that blasphemous 2 is about to come out and i'm super excited about that game like i really really can't wait to play it um i just replayed uh, speaking of what I've just been playing, actually, I've just replayed Blasphemous on the Switch. Okay. Um, that game is perfect for that system. Like, if you've got a Switch, buy it. Like, 
like it's it's such a great little pixel art game and it's it's everything that an indie game should be uh yes. in my opinion like it's 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 so good it's yes. just a lot of fun it's a perfect mixture of um castlevania and uh souls like um the artwork is absolutely stunning um it's just it's a great little game um i can't recommend it enough mm. uh, and i'm really really excited about the second one it just every time i play a metroidvania i'm just like ah, i really want to make one uh, yeah <laughs> i really want to make a metroidvania yeah uh, i i thought that after playing death store i was like i want to make one of these <laughs> yeah um Oh yeah, I've been playing another game with my boy, um, the Skywalker Saga Lego Star Wars. Oh, okay, yeah. And damn, they know how to make a good game. Oh yeah, it's like Lego games have come on in leaps and bounds. Like since the last time I properly sunk a load of time into them, like the Batman ones were really good, and they've got even better again. And the way they tie them into the IPs from like. All three of the, of the series of like so the prequels, the original get films, and the most recent films, like they tie them in super super well. Like mm. the people that work on those games know movies and know story so well, and they know that it's the thirty something dads that are playing the games as well, and that the kids just give the controller to the dad to to play them because they're like they're not like they used to be. I think they used to make them for kids to play. Yeah, I was I was about to say this. I think what they design them games for very, very cleverly, in my opinion, is this. It's it's like the Shrek audience, you know, and like mm. you, when dads took their kids to watch Shrek, it's like there'll be random like inappropriate adult jokes which kids aren't going to get, and all the mm. adults are like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they just said that," you know. And it's like there's that it's it's perfectly designed for both audiences in mind like it's designed for the adults but it's also designed for the kids obviously yeah um and i think they're getting to that point with video games now where they know there's certain games which are like something that we've been brought up with i think hogwarts legacy has found a lot of success this year purely because of that market as well and i think that taps into what you're talking about with skywalker saga as well yeah, because it's, it's, it's the 30 somethings of, that are playing it, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. like the 30 something sat on the sofa playing this stuff while their kid With is their sat kid. next to them and like, oh, this is the bit when the blah, blah, blah. And the kid's like, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, like that. it's that moment they're designing games for that, which is great. Such, yeah. It's such a, an important thing as well because, like, obviously, Bond we never had that and growing up, did we? With, no, we didn't. So, the closest I got to that was my dad walking in when I was playing uh, Broken Sword on the PC. Oh, yeah. And he was like, oh, you should try and do that. And then he ended up sitting on the edge of the sofa and we were playing through the game for a few hours. Like yeah. that. And that sort of ingrains into my memory quite a bit. Yeah. So like the fact that they're making games like that now for the whole experience is, is great. I had a bit like that with Myst. Myst was that crossover game where a family could play Myst and a family a could talk about what you needed to do. Yeah. And you didn't have to be a kid and you didn't need to be an adult to figure it out. Like... You need to be a genius, but, you know, <laughs> at the time. That's just mess, though, right? Yeah. yeah. But, they, you know, they created a load of tropes, mm. puzzle game tropes, and they also killed a lot of other tropes as well in that game just for being too difficult and not, not understanding what the hell. No one was going to figure it out in a million years. Um, without the internet, anyway. Now we've got the internet. You could Google it. It's fine. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, it's ruined the experience, doesn't it? Almost, but yeah, yeah, it's hard. I mean, I, I, like, I have to sort of turn myself off from guides for specific things. Like when I was playing through Elden Ring, 
I was like, no, not touching guys. I was like that with Zelda. I was like that with Breath of the Wild, but I caved and it, I, I had a much better time when I had to look up the things like, am I supposed to be doing this? Oh no, I'm not supposed to be doing this. The game didn't tell me or let me know in any way, shape or form that this is not the order I'm supposed to be doing things. So I did things completely and utterly in the wrong order. Well, so, some games just need a guide as well. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, like this, like Elden Ring doesn't need a guide, but if you've got a guide, you'll probably you'll be able to find like all the cool stuff. Yeah. But you should you should try not use a guide for as long as humanly possible. Stumbling on the stuff is half the fun, though, right? Right. I mean, Elden Ring is such a stellar game. Now you still haven't played it, right? I still haven't played it. Still haven't played it. Oh, it's, it's an incredible game. Um, I've got time. I haven't got time. Yeah, it, it it is a big old game, though. To be fair, so. If you if you ever find yourself like oh I've got three weeks to kill like that's the game to, <laughs> okay. to buy you okay <laughs> okay you'll have a, you'll have a great time with it it's just yeah I'll if I ever see. don't need to work then yeah I'll 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 play Elden Ring that'd be nice yeah that, that, one day when Full you retire play Elden Ring when Focus yeah. Fun comes out and like is the biggest selling game of all time sure I'll uh, I'll play Elden Ring absolutely. Yeah, that's right, probably a good place so to wrap this up. Oh yeah, it's been a yep. bit of an hour. Uh, so where can we find your stuff? What are you working on? Uh, yeah, you can find me at Hillfort Games uh, on all the social medias. Uh, Twitter, Threads, uh, YouTube, TikTok. It's always Hillfort Games. Uh, please wishlist my game, Long Gone, um, on Steam. Really appreciate it. Indie developers really like it when you uh, wishlist their games. Uh, myself included. So please go ahead and do that. Uh, Chris, where can people find you? Uh, so my studio is Acrylic Pixel, and I'm making a game, Focus Find, a puzzle platformer, sci-fi thriller narrative game, uh, wishlist on Steam, and yeah, all the socials is Acrylic Pixel, so Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, blah, 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 on whatever platform you choose, TikTok. Indeed. But yeah, um, thank you very much for joining us, guys. Uh, if you've got any uh, sort of comments, then please leave them down below. We really, really appreciate it. Um, also helps the algorithm a little bit. Please like and share all that good stuff. And uh, we'll catch you next week. So until then, have a good week. And ta-ta. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.